Hi, I'm Shanna. Welcome to Pro Organizer Marketing Made Simple. Each week, we'll dive into simple, effective ways to attract new clients for your professional organizing business. Let's jump in. Hi there, this is Shanna. Today, we're talking about what it takes to build a sustainable business. A sustainable business that continually attracts ideal clients relies on having a strategy in place to plan and respond as your business and the world changes. One of the great benefits of owning our own businesses is that we get to focus on what we do best and what makes the highest financial return on our investment, aka makes us the most amount of money based on our skill set. We don't live in vacuums, though, and things are always changing. Technology changes, uh, social media platforms change, consumer behavior changes, we change and how we want to do business changes, and the world changes. A lot of people think marketing is just the words, the logo, the website that you use to promote your business, but really it's all the things that you put in place to take your services to market. This includes your business model. A business model is a design for the successful operation of a business, identifying revenue sources, customer base, products and services, and details of financing. So think back to how IBM made money in the 1970s. They were initially in the business of renting equipment, not selling their computers. So I'm going to take you on a little history lesson and then tell you why it matters. IBM leased computers to companies because when the world was first using computers in the masses, it made sense to sell them with this kind of arrangement. IBM maintained ownership of the computers and provided maintenance and support. This made it easier for companies to make the leap to computers because they weren't on their own to completely figure out how to maintain them, what to do if something goes wrong. They didn't actually own them. Then in the 80s, the company needed more capital because competitor Apple had entered the scene and they started selling computers to companies, but at a higher price now because the company would own the computers at the end of the lease instead of IBM. So at that time, to kind of bridge the gap between the lease arrangements, like the cost of the lease arrangements versus the cost of actually purchasing the computers, IBM developed a credit service that financed the sale, offering companies payment plans for an interest rate paid. We see this all the time now. You go into CarMax to buy a car and they want to help you finance it. Even the jewelry store and Walmart has finance options that they either offer by partnering with a financial institution, or I think Walmart has its own financing division at this point. Now, IBM Credit Corporation has more than 125,000 clients in more than 50 countries and finances more than $36 billion in IT assets. Remember, this is just the financing division of IBM, not even the sales of actual computers. And this is IBM as it stands now in the year 2022, you and I probably don't have IBM regularly in our periphery because we aren't IBM's target market. Their target market are big companies that they can provide uh, services to and big companies, not small businesses that we would own our own set of, uh, you know, one personal computer. So the point of this story is that A, IBM still exists, 
And also that the business model of IBM has had to change and evolve nearly continuously in the lifespan of their business. They're not always the sexiest option. Like I said, you and me are not their ideal clients. We probably own apples or PCs, but IBM has been successful in creating a firm foundation and they've stayed the course as new and exciting, much more exciting technologies have come into the marketplace. The key to a sustainable business is always keeping an eye out on what's taking place in the market, who the players are, what they're offering, what you can offer, and so forth. Tactics of getting visibility are going to change. Social media platforms are going to come and go. Uh, Different marketing strategies are going to come and go. But if you have a firm foundation of your intention for your business and what you're uniquely able to offer, you will always be able to adapt. And that is the name of the game, being able to adapt. Okay, so what does that mean for us? The regular small business owner, we're not competing with Apple and we're probably not even trying to make a billion dollars, but we can use some of the same strategies to cement our business for years to come. And honestly, I don't think we talk about these things enough. It's easy to get sucked into the promises of things that are saying, you're going to make 100K in 10 days with these five tips or use these three techniques on Instagram to make six figures in six months. Um... We buy that because that's what we want. (laughs) We want to trade a little bit of money, even if it's thousands of dollars, it's a little bit of money in the grand scheme of things, and just purchase the outcome, the 100K in 10 days or whatever. But most things don't work like that. Instead, it's about the long term, it's about adaptability, and it's about sustainability. Let's talk about evaluating and optimizing and how this fits into the the large scheme of things. Once you've set your intention for your business, you've dug into your insights for your market and your ideal client, and you've put things into action, then evaluating and optimizing based on on what's working is going to help set the plan for the future. The components I've just described are the framework I developed after 16 years of helping small businesses grow and build strategy for sustainability. I call it the on-track wheel, and I'll link to it in the show notes. So part of knowing what's working is designating activity or action-based numbers, the things that you're going to do to create visibility and attract the attention of your ideal clients. Then track and review those on a regular basis to see if those actions are creating the actual sales, the actual phone calls that you're wanting. Then modify those actions as needed to get the results that you want. First, let's talk about those activity-based numbers and what that means. Activity-based numbers are metrics of the actual actions you have in place. So if you determined an infrastructure and action that you need to increase the number of inquiries and scheduled and people contacting you to schedule consultations, then you need to increase the number of people seeing you. So how are people currently finding you? spend more time there. If it's word of mouth and referrals, who are your best referrers and how can you make more of them and how can you get them to refer you more often? If it's referrals from a Facebook neighborhood group, make sure you're visible in that group regularly or daily, not pitching yourself or you will get kicked out, 
but in there, answering questions for recommendations of other types of service providers and other just community types of questions. Make sure your Facebook cover image is one that allows people to find you. So include your website, email address, phone number, however you want them to contact you. If you're using Instagram and you're using that as a way to attract attention of your your local ideal client, post regularly using local hashtags, research more local hashtags, reach out directly to people who have inquired in the past, but not scheduled. Business books everywhere state anything that is measured is improved. This can be called many things. Um, the, the tracking of these things can be called many things and can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be. Some business books or programs may call it a scorecard. A, the balanced scorecard is a very famous book that kind of talks about this. You might call it a dashboard or key performance indicators, measurable goals, smart goals, etc. The really important thing is to identify the metric keep it front and center, and then review often. If you rely solely on an annual profit and loss statement to tell you how you're doing, your opportunity to improve on the fly is already gone. You can even just make a handwritten list in your planner or hang up on your bulletin board. How many times did you show up or post in Facebook groups? How many people did you reach out to directly? How many times did you post on social? How many times did you email your list? The metrics that you're going to track uh, are going to be based on your main building blocks to attract your clients. I call these attraction avenues. These are the primary ways that your clients are your clients are going to see you and you're going to be visible. First is your website as your central hub. This is your storefront. This and how you present yourself face to face in person with them are going to be the two ways that they come to know you and how they think of you. So your website is important. It is your central hub. It is your storefront. Second is social media and all any and all social media presence. Third is your online brand presence overall, and this includes Google Business and other search directories that you can create free basic listings for, for search engine optimization. And then fourth is your email list. An email list is important even if you're just kind of gathering a couple here, a couple there, even if you only have 25 people on your email list of of past clients that is okay. What you want to do is you want to have that email list so you can continuously be offering valuable content to them and just reminding them that you exist. That is the purpose of the email list. It's your warmest leads all in one spot that you can continuously nurture. And another reason that email lists are important is because at any given moment, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, any of those could stop, change their algorithm, etc. Uh, there were people that for years used face- their Facebook business page as a great way to attract clients. And then a couple of years ago, Facebook just basically wiped that out as being an option. You can obviously still have a Facebook business page and it's good to have some presence so that when people are looking you up, they can see that you're a uh, credible business, but people are not going to see your posts because if they're not already following you or somehow connected to you, because Facebook has prioritized groups 
on their their platform now. They're not sharing the business profiles nearly as much. And so that just kind of wiped out a portion of some people's strategy. So having direct access via email list is 100% necessary and golden. It's not something that you have to put a ton of resources to, especially if you're just starting out, but just have, you know, just create a MailChimp account and then start getting people to subscribe. And before you know it, you will have some level of email list. Okay, off my soapbox on the email list. To recap, the metrics are going to be based on your main building blocks to attract clients, or what I call your attraction avenues. Your website, social media presence, your online brand presence, and your email list. So the metrics are going to be based on your goals, but here are some ideas. If, lo- if you're looking to grow your client list, the number of subscribers will be important. If you're hoping to convert your already large list into more sales, then the email open and click rates could be what you measure. Now, that could be relevant if maybe you owned a retail shop years ago and you still have that email list and now you're trying to convert them into leads for your professional organizing business. It just kind of depends on what you have to work with as to what those metrics are going to be. But those are some examples. If you're trying to attract a certain type of client and are putting out various lead magnets or PDFs that they can download after they subscribe to your list, you're going to want to track uh, which ones people are downloading uh, maybe you have one or two and um, the the second one is just blowing the other one out of the water, then try to figure out what you can determine about that. Maybe it's a particular checklist like a, um, a summer travel checklist or a spring cleaning checklist. Whatever it is, make more of that. Make another lead magnet in a couple of months or in a month or whatever and share that out to all your different platforms. Include it in your email, uh, contact information at the bottom, just inviting people to subscribe and offering them that lead magnet to subscribe. But really, the thing is to see how people are finding you and then do more of that. You can also measure the actual number of phone calls or emails you receive to schedule appointments, and that is a really great metric so that you can see how many of those, you know, how many of these phone calls, let's say you got 10 phone calls this month to schedule a consultation and five of them ended up becoming clients or maybe eight of them. Take a look back through how they found you and then which ones panned out into actual paying customers and try to do more of that. What you will need to keep track of are the calls or emails to schedule consultations because as a pro organizer, this is kind of your your action item, right? Like that's how you get those services sold is by having those those conversations to get them on the calendar and get their money paid for you to start working. So you need a way for people to call or email you to schedule those consultations. You need a professional looking website with appropriate keywords so that people can find you online. You need a click to call web feature for mobile. This is a function that allows people that are viewing your website on their phone to click the number on the screen to start a phone call. Most platforms, even like Weebly, Wix, Squarespace, allow this. And then with WordPress, you can, it's, it's super easy too. 
You also need Google business and other relevant listings. Make sure you're listed on those things. And then you need a social media presence. You don't have to be on every single platform. Choose one or two platforms and uh, based specifically on your ideal client and where they're spending their time. That's how you choose your social media platform. And then as time goes on, you can build on that. You can add another platform if you once you feel like you've kind of mastered one. And then think through the actions that need to take place to make money. You need a number of calls or emails for schedule, schedule consultations. You probably need to do a few things to attract a visibility. And these things can be Things like showing up in the neighborhood Facebook groups daily. It might be posting every other day on social media using local hashtags on Instagram. It could be updating Google Business Weekly. It could be publishing two blog posts per month with appropriate keywords. It could be offering a new lead magnet or a new checklist or guide to get people to subscribe to your email list. And then those are the things that you need to track and review on a regular basis. So you need to create the plan of action, do the plan of action, and then track and review that plan of action on a regular basis. And resist the urge to overcomplicate this. I say this as a recovering perfectionist myself. You don't need a fancy online dashboard. You don't need a highly formatted document that takes you half a day to create that sort of thing. You don't need it. You can literally just use a piece of paper that you write down the number of calls that you get for this month, just tally mark each one or go back through your calendar and figure out how many, count up how many calls you had and then create the plan of action. Okay, here's what I did to attract clients. I was in my neighborhood Facebook group every other day. I posted once a week on social media. I posted weekly on Google Business. Whatever those things are, keep track of them. And then at the end of the month, go back and look. I saw, you know, I had so many, I had 10 clients that called to schedule inquiries. And when they do call to schedule an inquiry, ask them how they heard about you. And that will give you some really simple intel on what's working and then add to that. Next, put that document, whatever it is, where you see it regularly. This is the kind of thing I personally post on a magnetic board in my office. You can write it down, keep it on a sheet in your de- in your desk. Um, you can put it in your planner, whatever and wherever so that you can regularly see it. Then make it a part of your monthly or weekly operations to check in on that number and update it. And It's super, super, super simple, but always ask people how they found you. It's, again, super simple, but honestly, it's these simple actions that create clarity and focus in your business. Then modify actions as needed to get the outcome that you want. There's this great quote by a military strategist, Helmuth von Moltke, and I apologize, I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. As a military strategist, he has said, no battle plan survives contact with the enemy. So even when you've gone through a thoughtful approach, researching all the data at hand and deploying methodically, it may not yield what you want. 
but that's okay because that's where the magic happens. The results that you see from whatever action you do will guide what needs to be done further or what needs to be modified. There is no failure here, only data. And I know it's hard to keep those things separate. Um, I know as a small business owner, it's really easy to think if you're not getting the phone calls that you want, if you're not getting the sales that you want, it's easy to think it's me. It's got to be, it's got to be something about me. I'm a failure, but it has so much more to do the actual action, I guess. Like it's not you. It's how you are communicating the message. It's how you're making the message visible. It's all just data. Perceive it as data. It's not failure just data. Keep measuring and optimizing based on what the data is telling you. It may be that a certain ad is in Facebook is performing really well, then all of a sudden nosedives. That happens. You can take some elements of the ad and test different variations to see which one performs best, then kill the other ones and build off that one high performing one. Now you have some homework. Identify the action-based numbers to track and post them in a highly visible place. If you have a small team or even just a virtual assistant, then you can share them via email or just or in Slack or wherever to make it visible to you and that other person or to you and your team. If it's just you, that's cool. Post it where you will see it. Whatever you need to do, you need to keep them in front of you and then review regularly and brainstorm ways to optimize your results. These are the keys, these are the secrets to building and growing a sustainable business. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Pro Organizer Marketing Made Simple. Head over to the website for full show notes at proorganizermarketing.com. There, you can also sign up for free tools and resources to grow your business. See you next time.